we fucking kick it with the jams, with the record, with the scratch. We come in, come in easy. Sometimes we come in hot. Sometimes we just come in like, ooh. Did Austin Powers get unthought again and host a podcast? This is it. This is the whole show, baby. Hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, coming to the podcast stage, Sonic Weekly. That's every single week about Sonic the Hedgehog, hosted by me. It's Grandpa. Hey, I'm Grant. It's starring David the Lurker. Hi, David. Oh, hi, Grant. It's me, the star, uh, co-starring with Grant. That's what I do. Uh, that's what we do. And that, of course, was, uh, what, what's the name of that band? They're the S Street Band, because they're Sonic I guess. Yeah. I don't. Well, that's enough out of you, David. Yep. Uh, okay, so, and uh, we have a comedy panel, a full show, uh, to talk about Sonic with us, because, you know, Sonic, hot new update, we're going to get around to playing it, but we brought in heavy hitters from the LA comedy scene, the California comedy scene. Uh, he's been on the previous version of this show, so... Dedicated listeners will recognize the voice of, mm, I don't, I should have asked this before we started. Jesse, can I call you Jesse? Yeah, yeah. Okay. What's up? Hey, Jesse. Hey. Hey, there's no, there. that was smooth because you never have other aliases. No, never. Okay, good. And then. Uh, My name is Jesse Alias. He's here. He's handsome. He's got a beard. Miles K, everybody. Miles K. Yeah, here. I was wondering which one you were going to do. I was like, when you were like, he's handsome. I'm like, is it going to be me? He's going to be the other guy. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Thank you. And uh, the headlining comedian. Are you guys ready for your headliner? Oh, my goodness. Uh, You've seen him on on all sorts of screens. Alan Strickland-Williams. What a stone cold fox. Wow. Thanks. Alan Strickland-Williams is here. Thanks for having me. You know, the band I was playing earlier, they're actually the S Street Band. (laughs) Oh, really? That's what they're called. I I heard that. I heard that so recently. (laughs) <laughs> yeah how's that for how's that comedy so that's the show uh thank you so much for listening five stars uh make sure to buy everybody's merch uh here's what inspired it so i want to turn this off at this point sorry go ahead yeah everybody's free to go uh alan <laughs> you tweeted not for the first time about sonic 2 and you know that sonic is one of my very special interests and hey david and i talk about it every week you were tweeting about Sonic 2. Miles and I were talking about Sonic 2. Jesse and I are frequently talking about Sonic, the 90s. You specifically were tweeting about Casino Night Zone. I'm just wondering why you were tweeting about Sonic. I, I, and uh, I think somehow either a YouTube hole or someone else was just posting like about the music from Casino Night Zone or something like that. And um, I was probably drunk or something, and I was like, oh, that... Uh, I, I was corrupted by Casino Night Zone. That's what did it when I was a kid. Um, I don't remember what else I've tweeted about Sonic, but um, I think at the time it was probably nighttime when I tweeted that. Yeah. I was probably was feeling tweet. like in a, in a sort of maybe I wish I was at a casino yeah. kind of vibe, you know? Yeah. The bright lights. Who among us are gamblers? Are we, are we a gambling group of men? I'm actually not that big of a, like, that. that's one vice that I always kind of had, um, never got away from me, I guess you could say. I, lo- I love a casino, though. I mean, casinos are super fun. I, I've heard that the gambling addiction is, like, by some accounts, the, the most brutal. I am a gambling addict, um, but I don't have an opportunity to indulge that vice, really. 
on a regular basis, so it's not a problem. But in the rare times I have been within driving distance of a casino, I've basically done like eight-hour shifts there playing roulette. Roulette. Okay, interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I picked it up. I, I got addicted to roulette playing Second Life because <laughs> in Second Life, there's nothing to do. So Second Life, you you basically can buy things from other people using Second Life money, which you have to pay real money for. I'm like, fuck that. I'm not paying real money for a video game. So I like filled out all these like weird surveys in exchange for Second Life money. It was really sketchy, like, you know, because... It's just this endless loop of links that like puts like weird malware on your computer. And so I got like 20 cents of Second Life money and I took that 20 cents, took it to the Second Life roulette table. You know, I had 200 Second Life bucks. I turned it into 30,000 Second Life bucks playing roulette. Wow. And then I lost it all playing more roulette. Um, (laughs) And Jesse, did you use your uh, real name there or? uh... (laughs) My Second Life name was. Let it let it ride 69. (laughs) oh you know what it was second life would actually if you couldn't think of a name they would just pick one for you so i think mine was like just some silly random syllables that they chose for me real quick let's just uh introduce ourselves to our audience in the sense of sonic the hedgehog your relationship to this media franchise that I'm not even going to describe as nerdy because it's 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 available. It's it, if it's been in Target for more than 30 years on a regular basis, it's a mainstream product that I enjoy in many forms and have since a child. And then you know I've come and gone, and here we are now. And I'm asking you about. Uh, I'm just one one guy standing in front of four guys on a Zoom. <laughs> uh, Doesn't sounds a little off. I'm just asking you about Sonic. Yeah. So um, were you guys? I knew were you Sega kids? Were you into Sonic as a kid? And then, or is it something you have no affection towards? And I just sort of asked you and you said, yes. Um, like how do we know Sonic and how did you get here? Uh, me and Sonic go way back. Uh, (laughs) uh, No, I, I was a Sega kid. I think I, I think we always wanted me and my sister always wanted Nintendo, but I think Sega might've been cheaper or something. I don't know why, but we were, we were a Sega family. Um, and uh, Sonic specifically um, loved the Sonic games, loved Sonic um, Spinball. That was like a real uh, mainstay. But um, specifically with Sonic Two, my sort of my sort of memory with it. Oh, and watching the watching the fucking the cartoons and shit. But um, my real sort of connection to it that still arises pretty much almost every time I see my sister. I think it was like the first time, or maybe one of the first like. How do I say this? I was gaslighting my younger sister. I would say that <laughs> I would give her the controller for Tails, um, but not have it be, you know, like, yeah. you know, and so that, that, that's sort of like one of my fondest <laughs> memories. That <laughs> reminds me of, we, we had talked about Sonic 2 at some point earlier, and it was about, I would uh, intentionally drown my younger brother who was playing Tails. <laughs> I think we both connected on being really sadistic to our siblings on. Sure. Um, and I think that's true, too, about the Sega being less expensive than the Super Nintendo. I think that's certainly why we had it. Miles, did you play? You you had mentioned to me the other night that you you also played Sonic. I mean, Sonic 2 like came with the Sega Genesis. I mean, it was one of several packages, but that was like the way that we got that. Oh, game. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I remember there was like a Christmas where I got it and somehow I got that and I got Street Fighter. 
and there was like some, you know, like over that Christmas break, I, <laughs> you could not detach me from that controller. And I was having these really screwed up dreams where Blanca from Street Fighter was spinning through the like F levels of Blanca, <laughs> just like tearing, tearing things apart. And it was like, I, yeah. And they were stress dreams too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it's it was definitely a part of my childhood, uh, and I thought that the universe of Sonic was interesting and cool, and edgier and more fast paced than Mario. Um, and then I got older and realized that you know Mario is like Disney and Sonic is like Ralph Bakshi and <laughs> Sonic Fox, Sonic Fox, dude. Yeah. <laughs> He's really fast, but he does actually fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Jesse, what about uh, what about for you? Um, I'd say I cared about Sonic for maybe two two and a half years, and that was, was during the time of Sonic Three and Sonic Knuckles uh, and Knuckles. Those were the only ones I played. Really, I played some of Sonic One and Two, but like I didn't have a Genesis, so I played it mostly through like you know secondhand. And then towards the end of the that generation, that console generation, the Sega Genesis got marked down in price. So I got one late towards the end and I played three and I played Knuckles and I liked those. And then, you know, I, I never got another Sega console after that, thankfully. I knew one guy who had a Dreamcast. I would see pictures in magazines of Dreamcast Sonic and it was weird. He's like, has green eyes and he's tall and he has this like weird evil grin on his face and his feet are shaped like bananas now it's very strange and let's not let's you know this, this is sega cd erasure let's be very <laughs> sensitive to that as well wait do you remember that here's my thing though about the sonic 3 and the knuckles like sonic and knuckles was the one with the flip top thing right yeah yes yeah. and so you could create this like tower of babel <laughs> coming out of your genesis oh, which is you know pretty biblical i guess but uh, i always loved that where it's like you have the game genie and then you jam the other thing and then you do the other thing so you could be like hypersonic in in like in chidna world or whatever and uh yeah you really felt like you were playing god <laughs> <laughs> and like the slightest, the slightest tremor would like cause the screen to glitch, and then, then you're grounded because you yell "God damn it" again. But um, yeah, you know, you know how it goes. We, yeah, we've all been there. <laughs> I, yes, uh, you can definitely create the the tower with the like game genie and all the every everything you just said. But also, I feel like maybe it's worth pointing out too that um, Alan, you grew up in Florida, and I grew up in sort of the Florida of the North, which is Ohio. Sure. And so I feel like there's. There's something that like Bo, our third co-host, who's not here tonight, uh, was bringing up the other week of like um, a friend of his. Oh, boy, this is great. So a friend of somebody you don't know. Doesn't matter. A, a made up story is that Sonic was the conduit for somebody realizing that God isn't real. <laughs> like they, they, they realized if Sonic can make me feel this sort of euphoria, mm -hmm. then what I've been feeling in church is just as just the same oh, I, as what Sonic can do. I thought it'd be the other way. I mean, I've always said God's non-existence is everywhere you look. <laughs> right. I thought it was more like, uh, like how, like how could we live in a world with a God that created 
the evil being of Dr. Robotnik, like how, <laughs> what hath God wrought, you know? Uh, well, in certain continuities, Sonic the Hedgehog is the one who creates Dr. Robotnik. So, you know, See, this it's is, fine. Don't worry about yeah, it. it is... Well, you know, if you lived in England, which you don't, if you were British and you read Sonic the comic as a kid, you would have read the story where Sonic had to go back in time and make sure that that Kintobor, who was supposed to be good Robotnik, this is this is this is digging into the weeds. I think I get distracted because Grant, every time you tell that story and you're like Bo's friend, and I know who you're talking about, I don't know how much of a friend he is to Bo. I, I know he's been. He's your friend. I'm the one who's talked to him for the last decade, and every time I'm like, yeah, I, uh, I don't think that's. I think in the context of this <laughs> podcast, I think it was Bo who brought up. It was Bo who we'll brought just bleep it up. Out s- right. Well, yeah. Uh, yes. I don't know them. They're just a screen name. I don't know. Can I ask you guys a question and it's about something that's probably been discussed on this podcast before? Oh, yeah, please. Um, this is really funny, but I'm like, these guys know about Sonic. Mm-hmm. I noticed at one point that there were two Sonic cartoons running simultaneously when I was a kid. And one was very silly and juvenile. And one was like kind of edgy and adult and had what it, present in it is both what uh, Freud, I think, would refer to as the death drive as well as um, the arrows, <laughs> the sex drive. And that, and that one that one showed whole. <laughs> I mean, it felt like it did. Like it was like, hold him down. We're turning him into a robot right now. And you're like, whoa, this makes me feel weird. Um, yeah. Do you, and do you guys know what I'm talking about? Because I feel like I didn't fabricate yeah. Oh, yeah. this. No, no. Yeah. No, no. We, all, we know yeah. about the series, yeah. Oh. It's the 30th anniversary. They both debuted in the same month, September right. 1993. David gave uh, a wonderful tweet thread and speech about it a couple episodes ago. Right. I did a tweet thread about both because the, the short of it, the short answer is the Deke, the animation studio, you know, they wanted more money. That's that's basically it's all capitalism. Uh, ABC wanted the Sonic show. They wanted it to be both saturday morning and syndicated because they had done it before they had done it with the real ghostbusters it had uh, disney had done it with darkwing duck when it was airing you know six days a week uh and abc said no we want sonic exclusive and then they came up with a compromise of oh what if we give you a darker version of sonic we do a goofy version on the weekdays uh and it'll just complement each other and abc for some reason said sure uh, and then two years later, canceled Sonic. But that's you know, <laughs> great. Uh, can next, can we talk about Pirates of Dark Water? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I haven't watched that show in thirty years, but I do remember that it had. Yeah. Didn't it have a video game as well? I mean, I'm pretty sure. I mean, every Saturday morning cartoon had a video game at some point in the '90s. One thing I just realized about Sonic that's pretty funny is, uh, <laughs> you know, if Mario's the model. Uh, Sonic, they were just like, what if, what if he did some loop de loops? <laughs> like that is, the, that is like a very defined. Like Mario never did any. <laughs> That's that is actually the defining thing. They wanted it, the creators. David can be more specific about it, but the broad strokes are that he went on a roller coaster. Uh, the creator wanted to do a fast run version of Mario, and they mm-hmm. figured out how to do slopes which we're able to do the unique loop-de-loops. So you're exactly right. It is a Mario clone that's able to do loops. So one of the other reasons, too, that I thought it would be fun to have a comedy panel, too, is like I wanted to sort of simulate 
because you guys, you know a little bit about Sonic, right? But like you, none of you would describe yourselves as Sonic experts. Jesse, maybe to a degree. For, mostly it's from like just talking to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a Sonic sex expert. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Because you were, I think you were alluding to Princess Sally at one point when, when you were talking about the Saturday morning show. I don't which, remember which, her name. Well, that you just, you just remember her form, yes. Right. Well, she wears nothing but boots and a vest. If she mm. if she didn't have any clothing, you wouldn't think about it. But because she's wearing boots and nothing else, that like emphasizes her nudity in a way. She wears a vest in season two. Yes. Oh, I think because ABC said she's a little too nude. You need to give her something. <laughs> we got to cover up her shoulders and her sides and leave the rest naked. Give her a vest. It sort of implies that there's a nipple <laughs> that could be freed if, like, the vest were removed. There are multiple issues of, of the uh, comic book in which she's not wearing anything at all, not even the boots. So and they're pretty saucy. If you're into that, yeah. Yeah. I can give you the issue numbers later. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so does she have feet or does she have paws? <laughs> she's got feet. She's got bare feet. She's got, like, sexy, like, arch. <laughs> like, there's, like, a... She's got intentionally sexy feet and intentionally sexy butt right. in the panel that we could probably find in a second. Okay, she'll, so she'll give you pause. She'll right. give you pause. <laughs> you'll be like, right. you'll be like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. As as the comic went on, she became more and more human looking. Um, yes. Until they kind of pulled back, but at one point it was basically she's just a, she's just a sexy lady, and look at her. Ah, uh, we're gonna make you look at her, and. I don't, I don't know. What's the uh, what's the deal with uh, Robotnik versus Eggman? <laughs> is that just was that just he was Eggman in the first one? Uh, he was Eggman in in Japan. In Japan uh, okay. The original creator named the character Eggman, and then when they were localizing it, Sega of America went Eggman is too silly of a name. We need to come up with some with something else. And they basically, you know, they found the the lowest paid person to come up with a list of names. And one of them was was Robotnik. There was also like Dr. Bad Vibes and Dr. <laughs> X. Uh, but Robotnik won out. And Robotnik is probably, well, it was the coolest of the list. And it, it technically, six, technically, his last name is still Robotnik. The, the story is that Sonic gave him the nickname Eggman to, to, to make fun of him because he is egg-shaped. Although he's not really egg-shaped. I mean, he is in Sonic Adventure. He's more egg-shaped. Yeah. It doesn't matter. He, uh, the joke is he's fat, I think. Right, right, right. <laughs> Egg, Eggman is his nickname, but it's his original name. I thought he was, I thought he got, I thought he was merged with a hard-boiled egg. Like, it was yes, like a yes. fly, but he, like, stepped in with a fucking television. That was the old. He spilled soda on his machine and while he was eating a hard-boiled egg, and it That's... short-circuited the whatever and turned him, the egg DNA got into his body, right? <laughs> no, that was the Western canon. That was never the uh, the original Japanese canon. So then... In 99, when they released Sonic Adventure, they went all that stuff about Kintobor and the hard-boiled egg. That, that's just shit some guy made up. That's not the real Sonic. This is the real Sonic. Okay, so you know, you know that there was a story from the Japanese team. It was changed a little bit. So Alan, Miles, Jesse, you're creative writers. You're comedians. You've worked in advertising. Imagine you're the writer's room for taking Sonic... And Robotnik, which is the game, the first game, and then creating like a lore around it. Like, what do you do with the character? And David can kind of help give us like, <laughs> what did Sega of America know when they 
Like, is they the way that they sort of pitch it in like these documentaries that are from the perspective of the American marketing team that worked on Sonic is they're like, well, we're, you know, what they gave us was like a blue circle with some triangles. Like we really invented everything there is to like know and love about this. And also Sonic in general kind of has become, it's, you know, it's been ongoing for a long time. And you look to Zelda, Breath of the Wild, Tears of the Kingdom. That's like, it's a reboot of Zelda. So Sonic maybe could have its own reboot. So maybe you've kind of got two timelines here. The original 90s, Sonic and Robotnik, what do you do with this? How do you pitch it? What do you add on to it? And then how do you reboot Sonic now, if you would? Uh, well, re- rebooting, would you rebooting Sonic, I think, is the sort of easy one. Yeah. Obviously, you make him slow. <laughs> and and he and it's some sort of allegory for being me too'd or canceled in the public domain. Some something along those lines. Wait, how does that, I don't track the metaphor? Well, I'm just saying, market it to like Joe Rogan fans. Make it all about. Um, oh, I see. What is it? Uh, the burden of privilege, et cetera, et cetera. No, no, no. They won't let him go fast. There you go. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. I see. Yeah, used to used to you can go as fast as you want. Okay, it's the the sort of. Trump thing of like, oh, whatever it is now is like terrible. They've changed it. They've messed with it. They've done something to it. There you go. Yeah, yeah. No, no. It's it's that Sonic has the ability to go fast, but that is so offensive to all these people that want things to be equal. I know you told me not to bring up my politics in this. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying like the first idea is the right wing grift. I think we should put Sonic in a wheelchair. Sure. You know, representation. That's why he can't there you go. go. He has to, he like, he gets his legs permanently broken in an accident. And now he has to learn how to navigate these loop-de-loops in his new, with his new uh, physical reality. And it's a story about adapting. And uh, and you can even make him like, maybe he, he lost his legs and maybe he uh, fought in Afghanistan or something. Maybe he was really into the whole... <laughs> Um, anti-terrorism thing, so you know they, they, they give, give give us some red meat too. You know? <laughs> yeah. He's a wounded fit. Now we're talking Marvel movie. Actually, I feel like if you can if you can kind of cut it both ways, where anyone who watches this movie is able to interpret it according to their worldview. Yeah. Um, so wait, who owns the rights to that? Is it you guys or us? Because I feel like we're we're you know, yeah. strike is over, baby. The other the other reboot is, I guess it's like they're um, they're both like they haven't made their bones yet, and they're still friends, Robotnik and Sonic. Like it's sort of like a, gotcha. a Salieri um, Mozart situation. That's going <laughs> right now. Like that they're lines. both slow, and like <laughs> one day Sonic is just fast. Yeah. Like they're they're like they're like yeah we're peers we're like both no it's it Sonic is naturally fast and Robotnik is always like well I'm building this machine to go fast and yeah like yeah, yeah no yeah. good for you keep it up fucking loser like you know like yeah <laughs> oh. in one continuity they were brothers oh see really well well the idea is that Sonic's an orphan and Robotnik's an orphan and then they both get adopted by Uncle Chuck. You know, from that Saturday morning cartoon, except that's oh, not the yeah. backstory for that cartoon. Uh, yeah. And then, like, when Robotnik's 15 and Sonic's 9 or something, uh, Robotnik almost kills everyone by stealing parts from a tractor, and the tractor runs over people. Uh, and, and then he runs away from home. He's very sad and rude, and then he comes back and enslaves everyone, which, I mean, you would, I guess. Is that, a, is that from a comic book or something? It's from 
<laughs> it's from these little tiny it's it was from this little tiny novel like a well a little a children's book with a yellow cover and then they they did make one comic story where sonic dreamt it he was like oh what a weird dream it's a good thing i'm not related to robotnik but it wasn't a book i might have had that but i i i've de- yeah, that, a little yellow that story I, definitely um sounds familiar just like i picked up on every part of that yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i do have that book somewhere uh it's it's out of reach but But, i see it but for the um sort of like going back to the 90s element and figuring it out i mean i feel like it's basically Mm -hmm. i feel like if they're doing like a profile of it like you know you do those dumb things miles it's like he's like a loki care he's like a a cool mischievous he's kind of he's kind of tapping into like the burgeoning ADD of that generation too. Yeah. Like he was kind of giving it a physical, yeah. you know, what's the word um, outlet or, or representation or something. And then he goes hyper. And then when you get all the shiny objects, he goes yeah. hyper, you know, or super whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, uh, Sonic is uh, 32, 33. He is a he looks millennial. Great. He looks great. Right. 91. So he's 32 now. Yes, he's 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 getting up. I mean, he's been able probably as a mortgage in this economy. I don't know. In this. Uh, No, I think Sonic's homeless. I think that's the idea we're supposed to to get from almost every version. of. Where does Sonic live? Miles, you know, there's zones. Maybe there's zoning laws. And the (laughs) if if anyone knows where Sonic lives, it should be Miles. Right. You do realize that the names. Did yeah. you know that? Did you know that you're the name of a Sonic character? Yes. Okay. Now, this was pointed out to me quite a lot at the time. Was it really? <laughs> yeah. It was funny because you know I was sort of like, well, Sonic's the f- funner character to play. I thought. I thought the flying was kind of like whatevs, but I liked the fox more. I liked uh, that that Disney Robin Hood film with the fox. That's always mm. been my male icon. Classic. <laughs> yeah, you kind of remind me of him. I can see. Uh, Thanks. I can see resemblance. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. No, I dressed up as him one year for Halloween. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, I didn't. Do you you have photos? Can we see? I got them somewhere. They, you know, they all have. You should have them ready at all times. They're compromised in a way uh, that I don't really. Jerking off your own uh, (laughs) Halloween. (laughs) They're all stuck together. (laughs) It's from all the melted candy. <laughs> so this might be a good time to mention this, but um, I sh- I kind of ship Sonic and Tails. If I mean I don't really I'm not a Sonic shipper, but if you asked me to ship, I, that's what the, I'd kind of go with that one. And it's oh, all because yeah. of the movie. In the movie, there's a scene. I didn't watch the movie. I just saw parts of it, but I did see the part like where they snuggle up to each other by the fire. They do snuggle, and Tails uses both of his tails to as a blanket, basically as a blanket for Sonic, and it's it's cute. You're right; it could be. It's cute, but it's like I think it's more than cute, you know. Yeah, uh, Tails always had this like androgynous quality too that I found kind of like sure, let's say intriguing. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, hot. But I, I don't know if I would call it hot. But, but David, tell us, <laughs> tell us, tell us about the continuity where continuity. No, because he's going to tell you that where Sonic holds both his tails like handlebars. And uh-huh. just pulls him back. <laughs> <right down. laughs> well, okay. On 
uh, once upon a time, for the <laughs> longest time on Google Image Search, if you searched Sonic the Hedgehog, like the second, the second image would actually be <laughs> like this very poor drawing of Sonic and Tails engaged in in uh, in an act, uh, a sexual one. Which one? Uh, and, and that's even Act One, Act Two. Even after they introduced Safe Search, it was still there because you d- you don't see any any actual. You know, you don't see the naughty bits. It is just. I got an embarrassing story. I told a um, a coworker at one point that she looked like a cartoon, like a character from Zootopia, Disney's Zootopia, and it was the same thing. Where she was like, "What character is that?" And then she searched it, and it's just like all of these. Like, <laughs> all <drawings laughs> <that are> just... <laughs> oh yes, Zootopia is very, very popular in certain in certain worlds. Um, <laughs> right. Well, tell us about the continuity. Really never seen oh, right. Well, I mean, there's the regular Disney continuity, um, that, which is the the movie, the forthcoming movie and a TV show. And of course, there's the uh, the comic continuity where um, you know the the rat. I can't even remember their names. The rabbit and the fox get together. She gets pregnant and tells him that she's going to have uh, an abortion. This this is not an official Disney comic, but uh, many people have read it, and and so they end up breaking up. And then that comic was later uh, reworded so that their issues actually involved Arby's because the local Arby's closed down and he was so distraught that he had to to leave her. Um, it's it's a quick jump from from abortion to fast food. I think I don't <laughs> uh, maybe all this should be cut out. I think <laughs> if I would have rewritten it. Hold on. Here's what I would have done. Okay. He was like he would have been like, because I'm a fox, when you give birth to our children, I'm going to eat them. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, is, is that what fox? Is that what the fox say? Is that what the fox? fox <laughs> she's say? a rabbit. Oh, 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 oh! You mean a foreign? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Nature, nature is fascinating. Right. <laughs> right. Zootopia. I guess it 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 exists. It's it's. I don't. I've completely lost everything I was about to say about it. It's okay because. Uh, Sonic. Yeah, take it back to Sonic. We'll take it back to Sonic. Loop de loop. Right. We'll do a loop de loop. Sonic was cool. Sonic was just cool, man. He had those cool shoes. He was like, you know, you just want to jet out of there. Like, it's a, it's a no brainer. Hey, you want to? I don't know if you guys know this. Uh, when Sega Genesis came out, teenage boys would not admit to owning a Nintendo over a Sega. Wait, I would. Uh, says who? I didn't. <laughs> I guess I wasn't a teenage boy then, though. Yeah. Market the market research, but yeah, you guys were all. A little too young. Like I was like, these people that, uh, you know, I think I'm maybe the oldest person here, mm-hmm. but like old, older than me would have been teenagers at that time. And they, at the time, if they had Nintendo and a Sega, they'd be like, oh, I have a Sega. I don't have a Nintendo. That makes sense. Oh, because Nintendo's more more childish? Yeah. That was the feeling. Yeah, yeah. Ah, okay. Sonic was cool. Okay. Yeah. Okay, interesting. I think David has found, not long ago even, maybe even just a year ago, found the first post on any Usenet board about Sonic the Hedgehog. Or it's about somebody owning it. Oh, that's cool. Right. Yeah. The old internet, which is even older than what we think of as the old internet. Yeah. On on Usenet, there are posts from people who are like, oh, I'm looking forward to Sonic. It's also people who are like, uh, what's the point? It's probably going to suck. Sega sucks. Everything sucks. Like, yeah, okay. That's so funny. Sonic has been that polarizing right. for so long. And then, But there is this one person, right? There was one person who was like, oh, yeah, I bought Sonic the Hedgehog. And uh, everyone is just you know, came over to my apartment and they just won't leave. They keep on playing Sonic. And I'm like, guys, I got to go to bed. I have work in the morning, but they just keep on playing. And I'm like, I don't know if this is a real story. Well, I mean, I, I think it, 
Well, if you have an apartment, you got to be in your 20s at least. Like in the 90s, I guess you could get an apartment at 18. Yeah. People could still afford things at that point. <laughs> um, or maybe they just lived in an apartment. Uh, right. They all they all crammed together. I don't know. I lived in an apartment once. That was fun. Do you have a wall of, of Sonic stuff um, <laughs> in front of you? In front of me? Yeah. Because uh, you were like saying earlier, you're like, ah, oh, there's a Sonic novel here. Like, I can see it. It's not within reach. Well, I have a, I, there's a, there's a bookcase not that far from me. Oh, okay. So the books are on it. And, and one of them is, is those little Sonic ones. I have many books. A lot of them are Star Wars. I don't know if you're familiar with that. It's a little known indie film. <laughs> nope. No, I don't. I love the concept of a film, though, where stars go to war. I think it's very poetic. <laughs> right. Well, that's how The Big Bang started. It's a documentary. Oh, I was thinking about this recently. Sonic <laughs> and Bart Simpson have a lot in common. Yes. They both had attitudes. They both came up in the 90s. They both have triangles for hair. Mm-hmm. They both have these little shoes that are kind of look like they're shaped like a computer mouse with like a little stripe on it or whatever. Yeah. 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 They're both in color. They're both. Anyway, uh, that's the end of my observation. <laughs> no, no. I <laughs> think you're just, like you were just getting started. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. No, I, I ran out of similarities. Are they both kind of have like weird little squat pot belly bodies uh with like noodly calendars for arms and legs i think also the thing that that like alan pointed out that like they sort of both epitomize this thing of like young boys are bad <laughs> oh yeah totally i feel like before that like most of the media was like like the, the kid with lassie he's like a goody good yeah i hate that kid yeah, there was really only that one brother from, um, or not the brother. He was like the friend on Leave It to Beaver, Eddie Haskell, and he was like Eddie, Eddie Haskell, the little rascal. Yeah, he was. He was like kind of like, eh, and he and the funny, the funniest part of Eddie Haskell was the parents liked him because he was like overly polite with the parents. Yeah, like it's like, well, Mrs. Cleaver, it's so nice to see you today. Like that's like that's where you started getting to like the good son territory territory yeah but um yeah yeah that like did sonic in the games like you know how i this is where i'm blanking did he have like a let's a go or like uh was there any uh like i remember him wagging his finger yeah and i remember maybe a peace sign yeah that yeah uh at the end he gives a a, a point but his yeah his main thing is like he he taps his foot and he looks taps his foot he breaks the fourth wall and he looks at the player mm-hmm. as though to say why am i not going fast uh that so that was uh and it was uh jaleel white uh urkel who voiced sonic in uh all of the deke cartoons including sonic underground which had his his brother and his sister new characters invented just for that show to be in a rock band uh where they were searching for their mother but so he's got a lot of range (laughs) and that was sonic's voice for for a long time gotcha cool where did gotta go fast come from that's like a, another generation, these younger Sonic fans who are now not even the youngest Sonic fans, but, you know, the Gen Z Sonic fans who grew up with Sonic X in the Pokemon, you know, in the aughts. So what's Sonic now? What are the ga- are there like what are there games right now? Uh, yeah, there today, as of this recording there. Oh, that's right. There's a new update to Sonic Frontiers, which is the open world Zelda like sonic and there's a new netflix show going into its third season which is like a serious adventure sonic cartoon Mm -hmm. that i personally can't get that into um and there's a new game coming out next month 
there's a new Sonic game that's Superstars. like the old ones, yeah. but it's like four player co-op where it's 2D side scroller Sonic Tails, Knuckles, and Amy. Oh, cool. So mm-hmm. it's a it's like it's very uh there's a lot of Sonic, but I feel like maybe there always sort of has been because like you mentioned like Sonic Spinball, like there was just always Sonic stuff. Can we circle back on something? Yeah. I think we agree like Knuckles really felt like a rival to Sonic. And if we agree that Miles Tails is the twink boyfriend to Sonic, do we feel like that is like really what Knuckles truly represents is a possibility of supplanting Sonic doing God knows what with, I mean, he could like those fists can break through walls. <laughs> My, there's something about knuckles that it's not meant to be sexual, but it always felt strange to me. And that's when you, in Sonic and knuckles, when you play as him, his story begins with, he's just having, you, you get to see what he does for fun before Robotnik shows up and ruins his life. Knuckles is just kicking back with his arms folded behind his head and his feet up while like, like two dozen little squirrels and birds and forest creatures are just kind of bouncing around, like practically crawling over him. Like he's just like, he's like bathing in tiny little animals. Like I'm just chilling with all my forest friends. And it just felt weirdly, uh, there was something strange about that. You're saying it because the, well, because the little animals seem like they're babies. So it's like sort of like the high school dropout who's like hanging out at the playground and he's like not doing anything like it's, but he's just making you think like, well, what is he doing here? Is that what you're saying? Or are you saying it was something even more sinister than. I feel like he's like the way he's laying back, like, he, you know, he's getting a suntan and they're just kind of like bouncing around like almost like bouncing on him. I, I I'd have to go back and watch the scene, but my memory, the little squirrels are like, they're going crossing over into his hitbox, so to speak. To me, that does evoke like, just like, <laughs> I, I mean, coming from San Diego, it's like that pro surfer guy that's got like, you know, three <laughs> women hanging off of him. Like he's just like, yep, life could not be better. Right. And like <laughs> all I think about surfing and all these girls think about is how to get in my pants. <laughs> that was Knuckles life. That was- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I just picture the squirrels just crawling on him. Like, <laughs> like the way you see birds like perched on an elephant's back. Like he just lets them all over his body and he's just like, Oh yeah, this is the life. Knuckles always had a, a real predator, mm. like the act, the movie Predator. Like he always kind of struck me as like someone saw that movie and was like, "I th- this is it's so funny because you asked like the question about like the from the marketing standpoint. I think most of it is always like this. It's like someone sees something and then they go do that. Yeah, and I think it, it always looks like that. It's, it's like someone saw the Predator. Was like 100%. we need to put that in Sonic, and it's like what? Uh, okay. <laughs> What, what what other weird animals are there? Uh, Knuckles was originally a dinosaur, but yeah, there there's definitely like an element to it where like you can see them chasing trends. Oh, yeah, yeah, they're they're trying to do Yoshi. Yeah. So wait, how? What is the rating level of this podcast? Because I feel like <laughs> yeah, you can mark individual episodes explicit. Oh. Grant said he's going to make it explicit. This one has a uh, a parental advisory. No, this is most of the audience is uh, watch out, parents. Probably lonely, disaffected men who are about ten years younger than us. Oh. Hey guys, it's it's it it's going to be okay. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be okay. Yeah. Seriously, 
It does feel like it. There needs to be an "It Gets Better" campaign for just like I think about it a lot. Straight men, like they're not doing good. I I think about it a lot about being like proactively like trying to talk to these guys because like the only ones that are, it's like it's Andrew Tate. You know, it's it's bad. It's yeah. it's like straight up like like bad. <laughs> yeah, but it's like but it's like you know I. Anyway, that's like a totally – that's literally like a totally different – Actually, you brought it up pretty well with Sonic of like uh, Sonic is – and Bart Simpson are the beginning of the commodification of boys are stupid. Uh, Princess Sally was the competent one. Sonic was the athletic daredevil. Lisa was smart. Huh. Lisa was smart. Millennial men is is where men get outpaced, and Sonic was just not fast enough to <laughs> keep up with uh, the educational society. I don't know. That's no. me trying to like connect. Right. I it's yeah. like Doc Brown. Like I don't know what I'm saying I exactly, but I, I like that there's a certain logic to it, and I like it. Uh, okay. Okay. I was gonna say he's anti-intellectual because his enemy is a scientist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Superman yeah. kind of has that going on too, where it's like. The bad guy is like smart and the good guy is just like, well, I'm physically better than you. So I win. Well, he's supposed to be a journalist, but he doesn't seem like he's much of a journalist to me. Superman. He's a fascist. He creates the news and then reports it. I I remember. I remember when the journalists were supermen. (laughs) Okay. This country, no one, no one wears, wears foreign room glasses and changes in a phone booth anymore. (laughs) People don't want to work anymore. I think you, you make a good point, though. Donald Trump is the Batman of our era. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and David, you were going to say something. Oh, oh, okay. Here, let's do some fact checking. All right. Okay. Great. All right. Hey, did you know that in in uh, when when Superman was created, and then in for fifty years, he had a super intellect, which means he was supposed to be just as smart as Lex Luthor. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then in the 80s, John Byrne was like, well, let's make him not super smart. We'll just make him competent because, I don't know, I think John Byrne, something, something Ronald Reagan, I think is the answer to that one. I don't know. Is Superman the quintessential almost story product, or you want to say, that literally started at like the peak and has only been going downhill since? Oh, <laughs> right. Yeah, like people, right. Isn't that the kind of sentiment? Like Superman sucks. So uh, th- there are a lot of people who don't like Superman, but I, I think it's also a lot of people don't. Um, maybe they they don't read enough Superman. He's he's hard to write for, but he's also I think very easy to write for. You just have to know what to do with them. You. The original Superman was just a crusader of the people. He ran around and he punched. He was like, oh. I'm going to break into the governor's mansion to make sure that you pardon someone who didn't commit the crime you're about to execute them for. Oh, you're a wife beater. Well, I'm going to beat you because I'm stronger and uh, you're rude. Also did a lot of punching of Nazis. Uh, He did, you know, like there was this big thing in the Superman radio show when they did basically, uh, hey, the Ku Klux Klan is bad. Uh, And there were a lot of people who got upset at that. I guess because they were racist. But what's he done lately? What's he done lately? Well, he, in the '90s, he died. Um, and then there's a new show that uh, people uh, right. Oh, there's, yeah. there's a new show. People or- are going crazy for that Lois Lane, and by crazy, I mean you know, Uh-oh. in a vertical, repetitive <laughs> motion up and down on their crotch area. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You well, speak he, of uh, right. yeah. Everyone yes. in that show is in their early twenties, though, so it's fine. 
<laughs> yeah, the new Lois Lane looks a lot like Catwoman. Actually, they kind of just stole Catwoman's design. What's the new What's the new show called? Uh, My Adventures with Superman. My Adventures. Yeah. My Adventures. My with Superman. right. It's a spin. Remember? So there was the original one, Adventures of. It's all black and white, and then and then and then Dean Cain showed up and. Mm. Oh, this is a cartoon. Yeah, it's there is a live action show on the CW just called uh, Superman and Lois. Yep. Which is sort of, but not really, a spinoff of Supergirl because uh, it's different continuity. Who cares? <laughs> Who was the first cartoon crush that oh, you had? Uh, Rockadoodle, the girl, the like Lady Bird from Rockadoodle. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, she was like a Hollywood. She was like a starlet. Rogue from X. I was way too fast with that answer. God damn it! No, I, I also, Alan, you you did it correctly, and I because I'd say Rogue is a little. Rogue is a bit of a cheat. Rouge, the bat, uh-huh. is not. I feel like maybe I, maybe I should clarify which animal or anthropomorphic. Oh yeah, gadget from Rescue Rangers. Boom. <laughs> that was very that's, fast that's, too. Uh, that's an early one for a lot of people. I mean, there's a reason. There's a Russian cult around gadget. So, <laughs> I I did have a very <laughs> strange. I, I guess you could call it. I'll call it a pre-sexual experience because I didn't comprehend. My my brain couldn't make sense of it. Just like so, there's an episode in Rescue Rangers where all the characters' heads get like swapped around on their bodies. Oh yeah, have we seen this episode? Hmm. Well, now you know what it's about. And spoiler, all the spoilers. I was so fascinated by it, like for like in a physically like just visceral way. Like I think, and it's mostly just because one, like I think it was Dale's head gets put on Gadget's body. That was some like my my little you know seven year old brain just I was so <laughs> enthralled by this that when I had to I had to go to the bathroom but I didn't want to miss anything so I went to the kitchen <laughs> and I grabbed a pot and I pissed in that <laughs> so I could keep watching I didn't want to miss a second of this rescue rangers like what would you call it like body swap like yeah it's like body mod body mod stuff oh there's no name for this fetish no no there's one there's a freud stage of development uh rescue rangers right so i forget what it's called uh, yeah uh, it's like it's like kind of scaring me though almost it's like i'm like picturing jesse in his <laughs> own like human centipede like ever since i was a child i wanted to body swap like <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then i went back and watched it on youtube many years later because i was curious like was it where i remember it was even gadget is put on dale's body and she's like oh my god i'm not wearing any pants like i'm naked and she like makes herself a little skirt out of you know <laughs> i think it was one of those paper cups that you put ketchup in at in and out burger she uses that for a skirt <laughs> but that was very like erotic a formative <laughs> moment in your development yeah I'm, you know, I'm sorry. I, I asked, I asked the question. Yeah, you asked uh, the question, Chris. right? I don't know why I did. Yeah, David, you had an answer. Did I? I don't. I don't think I do. Yeah, no, I forget about it. Yeah. Yeah, is this just a elaborate ruse for compromise? <laughs> <laughs> I, I got, I got a quick, quick video game related question. Yeah. That I think these freaks might be able to get down to. <laughs> Anyone here ever uh, rock with the old um, Earthworm Jim? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. 
That guy was nuts. I like that guy, man. (laughs) But do you know about the creator? (laughs) Oh, Oh, he's got to be a total creep, right? Yeah. Unfortunately. It's such a bummer. Oh, I didn't know that actually, but that makes sense. Yeah. He's like a proud boy or something. I, I've, what is it? He, I don't want to get this wrong. He he does. Yeah, he he does lean um, a little a little too far right on certain things. Uh, unfortunately, like just the way he. Hey, better than too far wrong. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, he's transphobic. He is transphobic, right? Because he's not very like vehemently transphobic. Yeah, um, he's there's the earthworm gym guy, the man who had an earthworm in a in an astronaut <laughs> suit. Right, right. Well, because he so he is funny. so known for it, I guess, because funny. they also recently announced an animated series, a new one, which I. It still hasn't come out. Who knows if it ever will. But when they announced it, somebody had to tweet at the official account and is like, hey, uh, what what do you think about trans rights? And so they had to make sure that Earthworm Jim said that trans rights are human rights just to make sure you you knew it wasn't it wasn't the creator behind it. So, gotcha. you know, they they want to they want to keep on doing Earthworm Jim things. It's very important to the trans community that they have the support of this <laughs> giant earthworm in an astronaut suit. <laughs> yeah, well, because those games the cartoon was great. The cartoon was good, too. Yeah. The thing is, too, is like at the time in the 90s, Sonic was just one of many mm-hmm. hot. Like, I, don't, I feel like there's not new characters like there were but there was hot new characters all the time in the 90s sonic was one bubsy was another earthworm jim was a it was a good one yeah, we, Get- we could re- we could really use toe jam and earl more than ever oh man i love those guys <laughs> hey what about the creator of uh that game many evil and uh with uh the the skeleton yes sir daniel fortescue is that guy a right winger but the game would- kind of looks like Earthworm Jim with his weird yeah. kind of asymmetrical body and I don't face. I know who you're talking about. Right, the game with the skeleton? <laughs> I don't know. Wait, what? It's called Medieval. Medieval? Oh, I Oh, Medieval. Medieval, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I know this game. I don't know anything about the people who made it. I All right, I'm sorry. I had to realize. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> no, I shouldn't have brought up Earthworm Jim. Yeah. I, I feel like you guys like the customer service qu- department for my own childhood. Like, I'm like, we could just go through. I want to revisit my own childhood and just ask questions about it. And you guys have all the answers. <laughs> we, like, yeah. Let's just go through the whole list. Like, hey, guys, remember Boogerman? Of course you do. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Boogerman's kind of related to Earthworm Jim, right? Because a little bit. Yeah. Earthworm Jim had a booger that he would swing off of or something yes yeah, oh yeah oh i do remember booger man oh what my god his, so so dumb what was his secret identity it's it's something that's a little rude look it's a pick and flick adventure mm-hmm. i played it a lot because for some reason my mother bought it for me and of course when you're a child you have like three games so you gotta play what you got does the Sonic community have strong feelings on uh, the video game Uniracer? Ooh, good question. Uh, you- was, that, was that just was that just Nintendo? I think it was Nintendo, and I'm I feel like pretty certain it was probably a. They're like, we got to do, we got to answer this Sonic challenge hmm. quick. I don't know, but it was ju- it was basically just a racing game. No, I I remember that because that was a game that they would have at Target, like in the display um, console. Yes, it looked it, uh, visually. It looked good. It just was like there was nothing to it. It was like a pure weekend rental. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Ooh, ooh. It had a profanity filter because it'd be like, "Choose your name," and I'd be like, "You know, fuck," and it would say, "Not cool enough." <laughs> Choose a cooler name. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Nobody swore in the nineties. When did uh, uh, Miles and Alan 
especially when did uh you guys check out of playing do you still play games i mean you play games a little bit but i feel like last time i played a lot of video games is when i was uh didn't have a full-time job and i was freelancing yeah and that was about six years ago yeah uh my first year of college i was playing halo just online um like for day i had to i i literally like was like i have to stop playing video games and that was pretty that was the last time like really like had a console and like care or whatever now every once in a while it's like the last i've la noir got me real bad and i like had to like figure out how to play la noir besides that i've like i'm pretty checked out that game is pretty fun i played life is strange recently pretty much the whole series and really loved it and yeah that was the last game that i played i think yeah what do you guys do instead? What do you, you, you like see people or you like, you're, you're exercising, you're reading books, you're watching films and TV, you're communicating with loved ones, you're going on walks, you're creating new things. You're All of the above. No, I'm just jerking off to Sonic porn. <laughs> <laughs> Which is my love, those lie by lie my loved ones. <laughs> I actually have been playing a lot of Uno. Uno is really fun. Just classic. Oh, you should play the Uno Nintendo game. It has music by um, Tim Fallon. Speaking of music, oh hey, oh does this does this mean we're over? <laughs> oh, I'm afraid all the comedy has ended. There's no more comedy. There's only the the bleak sadness of existence. Well, I gotta say, I've had a wonderful time. <laughs> right. Yeah. I didn't know what to expect, but you know what? <laughs> It's very fitting that this is a Sonic podcast because I felt like this thing just, we blew through it. It was so, went by so fast. That's right. Oh, yeah. Two loop-de-loops way up. (laughs) (laughs) Got all the Chaos Emeralds. That's right. You need all seven. Thanks for for doing the show. Links are in the description to see more from Alan Strickland-Williams and (laughs) ASW. (laughs) David, what, what else can listeners do for the podcast? Oh, yeah, that's right. Hey, if you enjoyed listening to this, or if you enjoy Sonic the Hedgehog, you can, of course, subscribe to this podcast on your podcatcher of choice. Is that Spotify? Is that iTunes? I don't know, because I'm not you. But, of course, if you do subscribe, maybe you can also give us one of those sweet five-star reviews. You could write a review, too. You know, let people know that you're enjoying whatever the heck happens here. And of course, you can contact us. You can email us at sonicweeklypodcast at gmail.com. And that is how you get into the good old Discord server. That's right. There's people in there. They talk about Sonic on occasion. Uh, if you never want to talk about Sonic, don't join. Why are you listening? I don't I don't know. Oh, man. I think Grant thanked our guests already. I could thank them again. Still not sure who any of them are, but that's fine. <laughs> Maybe one day, one day I'll know. Uh, and of course, we got to thank Smoothies, Smoothies for the edit. I, uh, because without him, well, this would go out raw, and, and and maybe that'd be a bit too too uncomfortable. You want to do the opposite <laughs> of raw. That's right. You want to cook <laughs> things all the way through. You want to make sure that chicken is at temperature. Otherwise, you will get salmonella and. It doesn't taste as good as you think. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Go on. It's drive through. 